Episode 31 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, laying a strong foundation for your business, building block number two, the website. Now, hello and welcome to the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you succeed with your online business. And this show is for you, whether you just started thinking about the concept or if you've already started your business, but you need some help in getting it off the ground and haven't made your first dollar online yet. Uh, maybe you're making a later in life pivot and you've recently decided to pursue that dream you've had in the back of your head for the past 10 to 20 years. Look, I've been there, and I'll help you go from dream to destiny step-by-step step to give you the ingredients you'll need for the recipe of small business success. So as part of the series for uh, the essential components of a personal brand business, uh, the topic we're going to cover today is the website. So in this episode, there's a lot to talk about, but I'm only going to cover the main parts of not only the website, but a successful money-making business. Because for far too long, people have been creating websites that just end up being another expense, another black hole for the budget. But done correctly and with some proper planning, your website can be built with the theme of make me money. So these are the elements I'm going to discuss in this episode. The design, the copy, a lead magnet, a landing page, do it yourself versus getting help, uh, email marketing, domain name, and the hosting. So some people think that it's now, you know, sort of optional to have a website, but I, I don't agree. Uh, it, it offers so much value in so many ways. Uh, a properly done website validates who you are as a, a person in a business. You know, think about what it's like for you when you want to hire somebody, but he or she has only a social media account on Facebook. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be like a red flag moment? For you, wouldn't, wouldn't it feel a little sleazy or at the very least unprofessional? How would it be if someone could only get information about you on Instagram or, or Twitter? I don't know about you, but if, if I can't validate information about a person who represents a business through a website, then I'm not even going to consider hiring them. There's so many reasons that people don't buy products and services, and a lot of them are superficial. I'm not going to give anybody a significant reason to go somewhere else. I want to make it harder for them to say no not easier. So is there a right and a wrong way to do a website? Well, I certainly think there is. Uh, you know, quick and easy isn't always better. So I, I understand if, if you're on a tight budget, but that doesn't mean that you can cut so many corners that you're, you're better off not having a website after all. You, you don't want this website to hurt your reputation because you didn't reach out for help. Now, the goal here is to convert people through the sales process of what's called the no like, trust, try, buy process. So let's talk about design first. Uh, to have a basic but you know professional design that, that doesn't distract but enhance the copy that'll encourage and entice the person to ultimately buy your product or services. Or at the very least, again, work through that no like, trust, try, buy process. Now about 15 to 20 years ago, it was okay to have a flashy thing or banner ads on your site and, and cram it with as much information about everything you can think of. But the stakes have changed in, lately, and what people are expecting is quite different. With all that's being done on mobile phones nowadays, uh, a website has to perform its mission on the computer, 
the tablet, and the cell phone. The rise of single-page websites are proof of that. Just scroll down this one long page to get all that you need. You don't have to click on a menu or any other pages like most sites. But there's pros and cons to everything. And while you know some people may want to do that and have a single-page website, I'm, I'm okay with that. It has its place. But I choose to have a multi-page website and to keep the amount of content down to a minimum so that people don't get information overload. Now, you know, I'm not saying that I have the, the perfect website, but I'm not talking about perfection either, right? I don't want you to think that you need to swing that perfection pendulum all the way over and, and use that as a litmus test of, of quality. And since we all need to start somewhere, let's start the right way uh, or, you know, a professional way. And that's what I want to go through today. But on my site, I have a, a simple design, uh, simple colors, easy to read message that focuses on uh, the needs of others and how I can help them. I have uh, free digital downloads for two different eBooks that I'm, I'm sure will help people. But at the same time, they can get a taste of who I am, how I provide content and help people for free and to start to be at ease with the concept of, of working with me. Those ebooks are not skimpy on pages either. You know, yes, there's some design elements to them that make them look nice. So they're not just a couple of, you know, white papers with dry content. But this is what I recommend for you as well. I won't recommend you have a website that I don't have for myself as well. So let's talk about copy. What do I mean about copy? I'm talking about the age-old technique of selling stuff with words, copywriting. Good copy will move people to take action, to actually do something that moves them in the direction you want to move them to, like click here or buy this. You know, I mean, that's what it's really all about, right? We're, we're not in business to just say, read this and think about it for a while, right? We want sales. We want subscriptions. We want downloads. And to not get these things turns our business into more of a hobby. It, it can be done in an ethical, non-sleazy way. I will never recommend using sales copy to manipulate people to do something they don't want to do. So ethical copy has just these four things. Present the problem, amplify the problem, show the solution, the call to action. Listen to the pattern of every commercial that you'll ever see or hear. It's those four things all the time. So now that we've identified the need for good copy and what good copy is, let's talk about the five essential components of a good website. Number one, pass the grunt test. Right? If I put a laptop in the lap of a caveman, could this person understand these three things? What do you offer? In other words, you know, what problem do you solve? How will it make my life better? And what do I need to buy it, right? Those are the questions you, your brain is going to seek right away when it goes to your website. And the, the top part of the website should be, you know, where you answer these questions before anybody has to scroll down to get the answers. Number two, call to action. Active calls to action are, are, are the ones that are the most effective. Things like, you know, learn more and get started. They're just too passive to get the results that you're going to need for a response. Remember, sales, subscriptions, and downloads are what we're looking for, not just to provide information. There's too much competition in the world today. Number three is failure. What's it going to cost me if if I don't buy your product or service? If there's you know, no stake in the game for not buying what you offer, then, then I, I really don't have much reason to buy it. So 
you've got to spell out the scenario and, and the reasons. If you go to the competition, you could be disappointed or maybe charge more than you should. Uh, you might not get a product you like, uh, or if you don't buy my product or service, you could still struggle with that thing you're always struggling with. You, you, get, you get the picture, right? Number four is the success part of the message. You know, now we need to do the opposite. We need to paint the picture of what their their, their life is going to look like when they do buy uh, our product or service. Uh, we should explain the benefits of doing business with us. Now, you know, with, with this part of the message, now we put stakes in the game, right? Something bad could happen if you don't buy my product. Something good will happen if you do buy my product or service. That leads people to be very interested in what we're selling. And number five is plan. Right? You need to give your potential customers three steps in order to place an order. Making it simple reduces the risk they'll feel in making an order. Something like step one, uh, we're going to analyze your goals. Step two, we're going to give you a strategy. Step three, I'm going to help you uh, execute the strategy so that you can see results. Uh, using these five steps, will make it a lot easier for someone to do business with you. So let's move on to uh, the topic of lead magnet. There's something called a, a lead magnet and it's been very popular lately because it works. Uh, I'm sure that you've experienced, uh, you know, being on somebody else's website where you get this uh, pop-up that happens, maybe, you know, uh, five, 10, 15 seconds into it, or maybe, you know, your mouse uh, leaves a page and you're about to close a page and all of a sudden this pop-up comes saying, wait, wait, you know, well, that's a lead magnet. And all you have to do is, you know, provide your email address and, you know, it'll offer something usually for free, right? I have this. Um, so this is a very popular uh, method of getting people's email addresses. And we'll focus on the purpose of that in another episode. But along with the lead magnet comes a landing page. Now, the landing page is, yes, another uh, website page, but its purpose is to redirect the person who enters their email address to a specific page of the website that'll offer them their free thing that they promised they would get from the lead magnet. But the purpose of the landing page is to, to also try to continue this, the sales process just a little further with the assumption that the potential customer who just got this far has some sort of initial trust factor going here. You know, wouldn't maybe they'd be interested in, in, in something else as well, like maybe a bigger, better, you know, uh, paid ebook that only costs like 475 or something or, or short simple video series that teaches something along the same line as what the topic of the ebook was for only like maybe 29.95 something like that this is a very common part of what's called the sales funnel and for the for the most part if they're done correctly you know they work well now i'm, I'm not going to get into the huge topic of sales funnels here but if you want passive income then you want a sales funnel so you might be asking, because I've heard others ask, you know, can I just do this myself? Well, yes, you could do it all yourself if you're an IT ninja, and you just might be. Uh, and that's great if you are. Uh, I have an IT background, but if you're not, then my answer is usually no, you, you shouldn't do all this yourself. 
There's just some things that other people need to do. Now, I, I get it that you know money might be tight and you might not have the funds to set up a sales funnel, but uh, keep in mind that you know a good sales funnel will make you money. <laughs> this is truly an investment when it's done right. Now, if you're just paying for the, the function of sales funnel yourself and you still try to do it on your own, then you might be setting yourself up for failure. Well, hopefully not, but I, I want you to succeed here, okay? But again, sometimes other people just need to do stuff for you that you shouldn't do. Now, you, you might be saying, because I've heard people say this, uh, you know, I'll have somebody do it for like a hundred bucks. Well, I certainly hope you don't, folks, because, you know, I, I'm here to use these episodes to encourage you to do a lot of things. You know, the purpose of this show is to, to show you how many things you can do and, and that you should think big and dream big. But please don't pay somebody a hundred bucks and expect $5,000 results. You know, when I heard people say this 20 years ago, look, a hundred dollars was worth maybe 125 back then. It's still not so much no matter how you look at it. You know, the person who said it didn't understand and didn't value professional services in the website development space. Now, to continue with the purpose of a website, you can manage ongoing communication with those things that people sign up for through the lead magnet. And it's called uh, email marketing. Again, this is a huge topic and, and I'm not going to get into you know the details with this episode, but I'll cover some highlights on it in another episode. Just know that it's very important to the topic of sales. And if you have any thought on selling your business, it just became a lot more valuable with a large email list. When people buy companies, they buy the list as well. Another benefit of having a website is you can merge uh, the website with shopping carts. Now, there's people using shopping carts without websites, but it's not really the norm. And I don't see it as ever being the norm in the near future anyway. And there's a lot of different kinds of carts with different features and functions, but you know, sorry, not going to get into all that with this episode. A shopping cart is, is not what I consider part of the essential building blocks of the business. It's, it's important for sales. Well, you know, usually it depends on what you're trying to do. You know, I sell my e-products through a service called Gumroad. I didn't have to set up a shopping cart. And if you go to my website, tomclaremont.com and click on the My Store button, you'll go right to the Gumroad site where it sells my e-books. You can do what you want, but I find this option a lot easier and faster to set up. Do they charge a fee? Well, no, not up front. They take a small percentage of each sale. That's how they get their fee. Now, moving on to uh, another aspect of what's critical to the, the website is the domain name. Now, before the, the website's even created, the topic of domain name really needs to be resolved. What will you have for a domain name? If you're not sure you know, what this is about, the domain name is what you put after the www. And, you know, I had a corporate domain name for many years and still own it, but two years ago, I made the transition to having a personal brand business and a personal brand website and an image. So I purchased tomclaremont.com. It was still available. So I, I got it. I snatched it up. And I put the old corporate uh, domain name on the internet shelf, so to speak. But uh, getting the domain name should you know, happen through uh, an official domain registrar or a reseller of the registrar. Just 
you know, just Googling to see if something comes up isn't really an official way to determine if the domain name you want is available or not. So I recommend using, you know, sites like, you know, GoDaddy or a reseller of GoDaddy, uh, Network Solutions, Bluehost, SiteGround, you know, different people have their favorites, but those are mine. So after a domain name, after a website, really comes uh, the hosting account. Now, this website is going to have to physically reside on a computer server somewhere, and that's what's called a hosting account. And usually it costs about, you know, 5 to $15 a month, depending upon, you know, the type of server you're on and the speed of the server. You know, I recently upgraded from my low-budget hosting account from GoDaddy and moved the whole site to SiteGround my website access speeds immediately skyrocketed it, you know. Any previous issues I had with sluggishness were now gone after the switch. And this is huge for mobile devices, you know. If people are waiting for your website to show up on their phone for like over five seconds, then forget it. They're clicking away from your site. They won't wait. So you've got a domain name, you've got the hosting account, uh, now what? Well. I recommend the worldwide standard of WordPress. All modern hosting accounts have this as a free option to, to install, so it won't cost you anything to get WordPress. Now, after in installation, though, you'll need to configure it and install what's called plugins to add functionality to it. Well, who's going to do all this work? Well, you know, this is where I recommend you know, hiring somebody that knows what they're doing. So, you know, this can be all done in a matter of days if you come up with the if you come up with the content for the website company you go with. You know, they'll set up the website, but you'll need to come up with the content. They shouldn't be coming up with information about your business because you're the business owner. You know the business the best. The pictures you use uh, should also be of professional nature. And as many of, of you or your, your business, your company, uh, your products or services as possible. Using generic images from the internet has its place, but you want to limit the use of generic images. Now, about the text being used on the website. This is another huge topic of using quality copy that I, I can't get into in this episode, but you know, really the copy being used in your business website should be done by a professional that understands you know, the do's and don'ts of quality copywriting. There's a certain textual strategy that should be followed, and, and people that know the rules of good copywriting are the best people to do it. So I covered a lot of ground with this episode. It's a big topic with uh, a lot more to it than I could get into. But if you're either not into the details of the IT aspect of it at all, and, and you're, you're making a later in life pivot, and you're, you're finding that the business realm is just a lot different than it used to be, then I hope this was all helpful. You know, I'm just hoping that these things are helpful to you and that I can offer something of value uh, as you're on your journey to having your own business. There's many steps along the way to this process, and I'd be glad to talk to you and help you through it. Uh, just shoot me an email at tom at tomclaremont.com. Uh, the next topic in the Building Block series is going to be about products and services. There's a lot to that topic as well, so stay tuned. Folks, I always want to end by saying stay encouraged, follow your dream, and don't give up. So that's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Please let me know what you think of today's episode, your thoughts on the topic. Once again, I have free resources for you that can help you with your small business startup. You can go to tomclaremont.com slash resources. 
If you need help with your small business startup or if you've already launched but could still use a little guidance, let's talk. Just shoot me an email at tom at tomclaremont.com or you can book a free 30-minute coaching session directly from the website.